All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Byrne. It's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, June 19th, 2017. What's going on? How you doing? How are you? What's up? Oh, that's great. That's you doing good. Are you doing good? Oh, that gets good. Um, I'm doing great. I'm actually recording this on Sunday, uh, June 18th. Um, 49 years old, my first fucking Father's Day. First Father's Day. Oh, jeez, Bill, what did you do? God bless you. You're in the clubhouse fucking turn. You finally became a dad. What did you do? I had a great day. I had a great day. You know they go all out for Mother's Day. There's just brunch after brunch after this after that. I went over to a car show over on uh, Rodeo uh, uh, Drive. Rodeo Drive, right? Rodeo Boulevard, Rodeo Road. Rodeo Drive, the fancy schmancy place. Evidently, they have a Father's Day uh, car show every Father's Day, obviously. If they're going to call it Father's Day car show. (laughs) Yes, they've had it every year. And of course, I never went. I was never a dad. I never even heard about the fucking thing. So I was not on the email list, you know? Billy the Kidless, as you guys called me back in the day. As of five months ago, you could still call me that. So I was never on the email list. And uh, God damn it, I was like, I'm going over there. So we head over there. And, uh, you know, it's like, you know, the beautiful people, the beautiful people, and me. <laughs> uh, rich, rich ass fucking, yeah, Beverly Hills. They call it the Beverly Hills um, car show and i gotta tell you man it's fucking beautiful cars i was either gonna go to the peterson museum or i was gonna do that and i figured i can go to the peterson museum anytime this is the father's day one i gotta go to that one and then i'll do the peterson later right so i fucking go over there uh peterson museum by the way right down next to that place that's right where biggie got shot um wilshire and fucking fairfax so anyways so i'm over there rodeo drive I'm checking it out, right? There's all these rich people, you know. There's all these beautiful fucking, you know, I don't know what, you know, walking around. God knows how old they are. They're really getting good with the plastic surgery, man. They're really, really getting fucking. That was, there was some amazing old-looking women walking around, you know, wearing Forever 21 shit that they bought at, you know, I don't know, one of those stores up and down the block, Right. So we're walking around. You know, it's fucking hilarious. Every restaurant was like closed over there. They're like, fuck the dads. They had like five food trucks. Even over there, they're like, yeah, 
It's the dad. He doesn't give a shit. Show him a couple of fucking Batmobiles. Show him the Lincoln from Entourage, which they had over there, which was fucking cool as shit. One of the great cars out there, the uh, Lincoln Continental suicide doors and all that. Um, not a convertible guy, but, you know, he worked for the show, the overhead shot, iconic shot at this point. Uh, they had the Eleanor car from Gone in 60 Seconds, but I liked, I like, oh, I always liked the weird shit. Um, I saw like a 19, what the fuck was it, like a 1961, 62, or 63 Mercedes Benz limousine. And I, out of everything that was there, there was a Tucker there, there was a fucking one of those mid, like a 55 uh, Mercedes Gullwing, you know, a bunch of Ferraris, Lamborghinis, you know, those weird years in the 70s. Those ones, uh, Adam Carolla has a lot of them. I don't mean weird like they're not good looking. It's just like, you know, I always saw him as the racing car. And then to me, it for me, I just felt it went right to Magnum P.I. And it wasn't until I did Corolla's podcast back in the day when I saw the Lamborghinis and Ferraris. I was just like, what are these? He was like, oh, this is this one. This is that one from like the like the late 60s. So now they're cool as shit. He was ahead of the curve. By the way, um, I was watching a local uh, newscast out here. And um, Adam Carolla, is a free plug here. Adam Carolla was on, and he was promoting. He's got a um, he's got a documentary on the twenty four hours of Le Mans in the nineteen fifties when Ford decided that they were going to guess compete and see what they could do over there. And uh, they came out with the Ford GT. He's got this great. Uh, it's getting, getting rave reviews, and he has another documentary that he already put out about the racing life of Paul Newman. And if you go to his website, I believe it's chassis.com, something. If you just put in Adam Carolla Le Mans, it's going to come up. And uh, what I love is all I could find on the website was just the DVD, which is great for me as an old man. I don't like that fucking, hey, you download it, and then it's in the air, and somehow it's on my computer, and then I dump some orange juice on the keyboard, and then I don't own it anymore. I like the DVD. I'm an, I, I'm, I'm an old man. I like the DVD. That's like having the gold behind your money. So had I known about this, I would have asked for both of those for uh, Father's Day. So instead, I'm just going to buy them myself. <laughs> so anyways, I fucking go over there and they got this Mercedes Benz, like 1961, 62, 63, something in the early 60s. And it's a, uh, it's a limousine. It's fucking black. It's got this, uh, I took a video. I, I know I always say I'm going to post it. Then I always forget that I say I'm going to do it, but I'm going to try to remember here had this beautiful red interior and um it was just i was like that that right there that's what the fuck as the older i get as much as i enjoy driving i don't enjoy driving in la because the traffic is just fucking insane and my wife my wife she ubers all the time so i'm getting used to this jumping in a car and somebody else is driving you know when i go out with her and um i get all this business done be it breaking people's balls back on some text, you know, calling back fucking Joe DeRosa or some shit. Better call Saul's Joe DeRosa for your consideration is the fucking veterinarian on that wonderful show. Um, turn email calls, business shit, all of that. And, uh, you know, you always read about these, these fucking people out here, the, these moguls. Like the Ryan Seacrests out here. They, they don't fucking drive. They have a driver. 
They sit in the back and they get shit done. They pull the curtain, right? And they just back there. They got like the Janet Jackson headset on. They're fucking firing off emails. They're buying stocks. I don't know what they're doing back there. I'm not a mogul. It's not like they're going to tell you. Fucking tell someone I'd be a mogul. And then everybody's a mogul. And then what are you? You're just, a, you're just a regular guy. Next thing you know, you're stopping at a red light. You're looking over. You're like, is that Ryan Seacrest driving his own fucking car? What happened? Thought this guy had 17 fucking TV shows. Um, anyways, I, I could really get into that, to be honest with you. Who's kidding who? I'm not a mogul. I'm just fucking lazy. And I don't know. I think there's, there's two types of people as they get older. There's the person that just, you know, takes up cycling and rock climbing and they take like a fucking glass blowing class or some shit, you know? And then there's other people being like, you know what? I, I fucking, I'm tired, man. You know, I, I'd like to chill. If I get another 49 years or whatever I get, you know, I'm on the back nine. Who's kidding who? 49 times two is 98. I want to make a hundred. Staying positive. Who's kidding who? All right. I feel like I'm on the 12th hole. <laughs> um, yeah, who the fuck wants to drive in L.A.? It's fucking horrible. I would actually thoroughly enjoy, and I would just, if you, if you had that kind of loot, you redo an old fucking beautiful car like that. You restore it. You bring it back to life. And then you, you just, in the back, you know, you got, you got, you know, you got a little humidor, some fucking cigars, you know, a couple of your favorite little fucking accoutrements being the booze there. And you just fucking whatever. You just drive around. Whatever your driver's name is, you still call him James. Every fucking, every uh, chauffeur was always named that. Wouldn't that be great? You want to go to the movies? You know, I drink too much already, man. There's no way I could, I could handle always having a designated driver. I'd be getting fucking stewed going to the supermarket. Um, speaking of which, Billy, no fun. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ, we're seven days in. Seven fucking days in. Last night I had a couple glasses of wine. I, we went out with another couple. What am I supposed to do? Everybody, you know, I'm having an Italian meal. I'm not supposed to have a little Barolo. Come on. Come on. What am I supposed to? I had a couple of those, you know, and I, I don't even fucking like wine. It just, it's just, it's always reminding you of the hangover it's going to give you. It turns your teeth gray. Um, but I actually enjoyed, that's the one wine that I like. I really enjoyed it last night, and um, I was actually going to order a whiskey, but uh, uh, I almost said the referee, the waiter, forgot to come back and ask me. At that point, I was just like, fuck this. I'm just going to stay with the wine. And then tonight, my family took me out for Father's Day, and I had one whiskey. And I, oh, man, I got a fucking good one, right? I got a really good 28 years old, and then... I went outside to return a phone call and I had set the glass down. I came back and uh, one of my relatives had bumped the table and said they knocked a little bit out. And I didn't think there was that much. And then I looked down and there was this big puddle of it. And I was like, oh, fuck. That was 28 years old. I mean, in the back of my head, I was like, oh, that's good because I'm trying not to drink anyways. But it was 28 years old as shit. Poured in a glass. I sipped it. And then somebody came by, boom, hit the table. And then there was a puddle of it. <laughs> Spent 20 years. In a fucking barrel to be spilt on the floor and then cleaned up with a rag. Oh, that's a travesty. I felt my liver crying. 
But it was good because then I had the perfect amount of booze and I was fine. So, I don't know. I know you guys who are in AA, you know, collecting your little chippy poos there. You knew it just why I got got five days sober, you know? Give you a little cookie. Um, Got you down there. There's no way, even if I was like a full-on fucking alky, like I'm in AAA of alcoholism. Um, I never got called up to the big show. I'm basically like Kevin Costner in uh, Bull Durham, except I'm drinking. Um, that would annoy me going to AA and they give me my, my stupid chip. Like that's I'm like I'm supposed to be fucking chasing these things. I got too much of a contrarian in me. That's the new word for cunt, by the way. Yeah, you know, I'm a bit of a canarian, a uh, canarian, a contrarian. A bit of a contrarian. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're, you're difficult. You're a cunt. You know, you're a fucking pain in the ass. You're the kind of guy if the fucking jet went down, you're the fucking guy. You're the guy that would get us killed. We'd all be fucking sitting there if we survived going, hey, you know, when I say we go over this ridge, everybody in agreement? Yeah, and then they always went one go, whoa, I mean, what's the say about this ridge? Well, why don't you fucking go over there, buddy? We're getting mauled by a bobcat. We'll wait for you to slowly die, and then there, there, there's our nu- nourishment for the rest of this fucking walk down this snowy, godforsaken tundra. Anyways, sorry. Um, the fuck am I talking about? Yeah, so, so we go to the car show, right? None of the fucking restaurants are open. Fuck the dads. There's like food trucks. Nobody gives it. You know what's funny, though? I didn't give a shit. My wife was upset. Oh, my God, why are we... None of these places are open. She's like, are you all right with that? I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. You know, I really don't. I, I am, I am the, I'm wired like a guy. I walked around. I looked at some shiny cars. I'm happy. It's hot as shit. Let's get back in the car and go home. I'm fine. Completely fine. Brunch, that's, that's some you shit. Turning this whole fucking thing into a whole day. Yeah. Father's Day, you leave the. I had the. I had the perfect Father's Day, and then um, I. I didn't even say I, I started my day. Well, fucking uh, no fun, Billy. I can wake up now like super early, and um, I finally have a little drum space, about twenty ways, a little, uh, little. Jesus Christ, I can't even talk. A little ways away from, like twenty minutes away from my house, I got a, a little rehearsal studio, right. You can just rent them. And I got the smallest fucking one. Like if I stretch out, I can touch the walls on all sides. And I got this little fucking, that little sonar kit that I bought, the martini kit, 16-inch bass, uh, bass drum, which cracks me up because I was playing that giant Bonham one that had a 26-inch fucking bass drum. And uh, I'm trying to, you know, just go in a completely diff- different direction after all of these goddamn years of just fucking trying to ape everything that uh, that he did. And I just, I, it just hit me one fucking day. I told you what, if one day I just sat there and I said, what if this fucking guy came back to life and he came walking into my house? I, I keep saying this on the podcast, right? And I was just like, hey, man, John Bonham, holy shit, hey, I'm a big fan of yours. Come in and look at my drum kit. And I had his exact drum kit right down to the Rogers hi-hat. He would have looked, he would have slowly backed out of the fucking room. And what was funny is now I'm going down this whole fucking rabbit hole. You know, I'm listening to Pantera and fucking Primus and Miles Davis. Figure that one out. Listening to all of his fucking great drummers. 
from Philly Joe, Tony Williams to fucking Jack DeJanet. Just listen to these fucking geniuses. And um, trying to get something else in my fucking head. And uh, through reading up on Tony Williams, I went down this fucking rabbit hole full of, I don't know how many hours on the internet, just trying to, all these tracks I was listening to and trying to see if I could. There's so many tracks where Tony is just killing it live and they just won't show him. It's so fucking annoying. They're always showing Miles or Coltrane or fucking, not Coltrane, he didn't play with Coltrane. Miles or fucking, was it Shorter that he played with? I don't know. They're always showing those guys. Yes, it's like if everybody else stops playing, they'll finally fucking show him. It's annoying. Um, but, you know, typical. They never show the drummer. That's why I love the romantics when I was a kid. And what I like about you came out, and I finally got the, the, the drummer was singing. If the drummer sang, then they would be on him. Hotel California with Don Henley, you'd see the drummer the whole fucking time. Other than that, you were shit out of luck. Um, so anyways, I ended up, when you read about Tony, that leads to Billy Cobham, which leads to fucking eventually, you know, I don't know, Vinnie Colaiuta and Steve Smith and all these fucking guys. And then they start talking about the guys they listen to. And then you go back around again. It's amazing. So I ended up finding this quote that really made me feel good about getting rid of the drum kit that I did. Cause sometimes I think, Oh man, I always wanted that kit and I finally fucking had it. And then I just always think, yeah, and you sat down and played it and you sounded like you. So, and it was too fucking big for you. And you have all these other ideas. Why don't you go pursue those? And I just stumbled on this quote by Vinnie Colaiuta, right? That actually transcends playing drums. You can apply this to anything. It's, he says, this is when he was trying to find his own style. He said, I went through periods where I tried to imitate Tony and Billy. That's Tony Williams and Billy Cobham. He goes, but I eventually realized how dangerous it was basically trying to imitate those guys. I goes, I began to ask myself, what am I saying? I wasn't saying anything. It had been said before and had a reason for being said, but I didn't have a reason. I wasn't making a statement. I was just repeating it like a parrot. By imitating and copying someone else, a person becomes a parrot. I saw the trap and I knew as great as those guys were and still are that I had to find my own voice. And I was like, God damn it. Look at that. That applies to stand-up comedy. That applies to fucking washing cars. If you want to be one of the greats, you know, how many times can you watch Mr. Miyagi do the wax on, wax off before you're going to fucking break out of that? Come up with a new way to do it, right? I don't know what the fuck to tell you. I'm just happy. So now I got this place. So I wake up now because, um, you know, the way my daughter sleeps, she sleeps in these four-hour chunks. So she finally falls asleep, you know, around two in the morning after she slept from like, you know, eight to 12. Then she'll be like up for like an hour and a half or some shit. And then she sleeps till like seven. My wife feeds her and then she goes back to sleep again until 10. So that window right there from seven to 10. Now I've just been jumping in the car, drive 20 minutes down the street. Nobody's up. There's no musicians over at that place. You know, they're just getting done doing blow. They're going home. You know, I'm there at like eight in the fucking morning. And I get to play for like a nice solid hour, having the time of my fucking life. I don't know why I didn't do this for myself years ago. It never dawned on me to do it. I was always trying to play him in the fucking house and trying to find quiet ways to do it. Because who's kidding who? Drums are fucking annoying other, unless you're the person playing them. Um, 
so I finally got this place and I'm, uh, I'm beyond psyched. So we'll see, we'll see what this little kit leaves me. Um, but, uh, I don't know, whatever. I'm just saying it was a great father's day. So we, I went out tonight and then, uh, got a nice frame picture of me, uh, holding my beautiful daughter and I could not be having my arms around her anymore. And she looks content as hell. It was an instant classic. I'm kissing her on the cheek and I got it framed. I'm looking at it right now, sitting on my desk. I'm fucking psyched. So, um, happy father's day, father's day to all the fathers out there. Um, you know, and if you used to play drums, you want to play them again, go get one of those, get that fucking, that uh, Quest Love little breakbeat set. Go find some fucking studio space. Cost you like 125, 200 bucks a month. Who gives a fuck? You know, go get it and go down there, bring your fucking, you know, or find a studio space. Like, you know where I used to play? I never used to say that because I didn't want anybody to bug me down there. Um, the best place that I found out here in L.A., you don't have time to get a drum kit and all that shit, but if you just want to go play someplace, is Cascade Studios down on uh, Santa Monica Ave, just east of uh, Highland. It's the shit. It's fucking clean. The drum kits are great. And uh, it was the first class place. And I, I went to a bunch of places. That was the best place that I found. So free plug there. And speaking of that, speaking of that. Oh, by the way, everybody keeps telling me to watch the fucking Lakers Celtics documentary thing that they got on espn so i have to check that out um but before i do that before i do that i fucking fucked up the goddamn podcast not podcast i fucked up the password i hate how complex these things have to be now you know i and you know you know i hate when you fucking put a nice easy one in and then they just say to you like oh yeah that's not uh that's not good enough that's not fucking good enough. It's like, well, why don't I determine that? Why are you acting like I'm in the Pentagon? I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Um, oh, you know what's hilarious too? Now that I got out, I'm, I'm out of my Bonham phase. Um, I still played to some Zeppelin today. I'm not gonna lie to you when I was over there. But um, somebody showed me his fucking, remember that car and the song remains the same? That crazy looking, I don't know who made it, Ford or some shit that he had. That had all that crazy paintings and stuff like that. You know, you always wonder what happened to that shit. It's somebody bought it and then somebody else bought it. And now it's up for sale. It's like 250 fucking grand. You, you know who's going to buy that thing? I'm, I'm Jim Ursay of the Colts. I think that guy's going to end up having like the equivalent of Jay Leno's car collection, he's going to have that with musical artifacts. I mean, the guy's getting to the point where he can kind of fuck with the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. He's got like a Prince guitar. He's got Jerry Garcia's guitar. If he had John Bonham's car, (laughs) I mean, that really adds to the collection. Then you put your fucking Prince's guitars and all the Charlie Parker's saxophone, whatever the fuck else that guy owns, in the back... Yeah, some hookers come over, he starts doing blow, whatever the fuck it is he does. I mean, it could could be a good time. No? Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. 
yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places. Um, anyways, let's, uh, let's read some advertising here. Upside down. Boy, you turn me. All right, upside there's a better way. Round and round, you're turning me. Remember that one? That's a that's a obscure. And give love instinctly. Upside down, you're turning me. Um, upside. There's a better way for you to buy business travel. It's called Upside.com. Every time you buy a trip at Upside, you'll save your company a ton of money, and they give you an Amazon gift card worth hundreds of dollars. Upside's able to do this because they bundle your flights and hotel together for one low price bundled saving bundled prices saves money well what the how do i still get a gift card worth hundreds of dollars i mean if you're gonna bundle and it's gonna save money aren't i gonna come out around 300 dollars? then you're gonna give me 200 back this is like the greatest fucking deal ever if you're a frequent business traveler, your company saves a ton of money and you could get thousands a year in gift cards just for buying your air and hotel together. Upside. Plus, you still get all your miles. If you're shopping for business travel, travel, you'd be crazy not to check out Upside.com. Oh, I get this. This is if you're buying like business tickets. Is that what it is? Business class? It takes just three minutes to see how much you can save by buying your flights and hotel together for one low price. And right now, when you use my name, Burr, B-U-R-R, you're guaranteed to get at least $100, at least a $100 Amazon gift card for your first trip. It probably depends on how much the ticket is, I would guess. That's my name, Burr, B-U-R-R, to get at least a $100 Amazon gift card for free. Save big on travel and get a big gift card every trip. I love Upside.com, evidently, even though I've never used it. Upside.com, minimum purchase required. See site for complete details. I should start fucking using that. But then, I, then you know, you give me an Amazon card, and then I got to go out and buy shit. I'm trying to get shit out of my fucking house. Oh, I know. I did. I re-gift it. I'll give it to somebody else. There you go. You buy shit. You drown in your own fucking artifacts, whatever the hell it is you're buying. Uh, black tux, everybody. Black tux. There's only so many opportunities in life to wear a tuxedo. So when your big day or special event, what, what are the days? You know, getting married, going to a prom. Uh, you somehow know the mayor and he's fucking got something going on, you know? What else did you wear when you're on trial? That'd be fucking hilarious to wear a tuxedo. It's like you're showing respect and saying you're a little crazy. So if they convict you, you can be like, hey, I mean, the guy's out of his fucking mind. Who wears a tuxedo? Who wears a tuxedo? To the road trial? Um, there's so many opportunities. Okay, when, you, when your big day special event comes, uh, rolls around this spring or summer, look 
Just as great as you feel with suits from BlackTux.com. With high-quality rental suits and tuxedos delivered to your doorstep, the Black Tux gives you a new way to rent. Plus, with their free home try-on, you can see the fit and feel the quality of your suit months before your event. And the best part is, it's completely done online. TheBlueTux.com lets you create your look and choose from tons of styles Stylist selected outfits. Suits like these usually retail retail for $1,200, but at the Black Tux, they start at just $95. If you have any questions or issues, man, what's your issue, man? Their expert customer care team has your back every step of the way. After ordering your suit, will arrive 14 days before your event. Why do I blow off commas? After ordering, your suit will arrive 14 days before your event period. If anything else, if anything is less than perfect, the Black Tux will, the Black Tux will send you a free replacement right away. When your event's over, just drop your rental back in the mail. What, he's wadded up in the fucking box? Shipping is free both ways. How easy is that? Stand out at your event. Just thinking of all the stains on the tuxedo. They'd have a fucking hazmat suit on. Dude, if you have a tuxedo at some point in the night, your dick's coming out. That's just a fact. Stand out at your event for the right reason with the Black the Black Tux. To get $20 off your purchase, visit theblacktux.com slash burr. That's theblacktux.com slash burr for $20 off your purchase. Two more reads, guys. Hang in there. Hang the fuck in there. I'm as bored with my reading as you are. Legal Zoom. In order to successfully run your business, attention to detail is so critical. One contract slip up, ah, Jesus, or a legal misunderstanding, I didn't do it, can really set you back. Fortunately, there's legal Zoom. Zoom? Yeah. You may already know that over a million Americans have used LegalZoom to start their business, but LegalZoom services go well beyond business formation. They built a nationwide network of independent attorneys who can provide legal answers to -to day-to-day questions you have about your business. Because let's face it, things like trademarks, employment laws, and lease agreements can get pretty complicated. That's such a nice way of saying you're too scatterbrained to want to deal with this shit. Let us handle it. So don't waste your valuable time trying to wrap your head around all the fine print. Use LegalZoom for that so so you can focus on growing your business instead. You'll get the legal help you need without being billed by the hour since LegalZoom isn't a law firm. I've never understood that sentence. Get legal advice from a fucking place that isn't a law firm? Go to LegalZoom.com today and be sure to enter the enter code BURR in the referral box for special savings only at LegalZoom.com. Lastly, but not leastly, Dollar Shave Club, dude. Dollar Shave Club is the smarter choice. You'll get your great shave at a great price, conveniently delivered right to your door. You no longer have to schlep to the store uh, to buy a cheap disposable razor that gives you a cheap shave or spend a fortune on razors with gimmicky shaving technology you don't fucking need. All right? When you use your Dollar Shave Club's executive razor with their Dr. Cobby's Easy Shave, um, the blade gently glides across your balls, giving you a smooth shave. No, your face. Dr. Carver's Shave Butter is transparent for the more prices, precise shave. Helps present ingrown hairs and fights razor bumps. There you go. 
They handled all the way to white to black people there, huh? Uh, Make the smarter choice by joining Dollar Shave Club. For a limited time, new members can get their first month of the executive razor with a tube of their Dr. Carver's Easy Shave Butter. For only $5 with free shipping. After that, razors are just a few bucks a month. That's a $15 value for only 5 bucks. There are no hidden fees and no commitments. Cancel anytime you like. You can only get this offer exclusively at dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. That's dollarshaveclub.com slash burr. Thank fucking Christ. That's over. Over? Um, all right. So anyways... I, I, I really fucking overextended myself uh, this month. I said yes to way too much shit. And for July, my answer is going to be no. I don't give a fuck what anybody asks me. No. Hey, Billy, no. I'm not doing it. I'm not fucking doing it. I, uh, I got, I'm on the road again. Chicka-boom, chicka-boom, boom, boom. I'm doing the roast of David Ortiz. Uh, this week, Thursday, and um, you know, I got to figure out how to. I don't do that. Hey, I'm not saying this guy waka waka, but this boopa boopa yada yada yada. You know those fucking roast jokes. For some reason, the the format of of roast jokes is still from like the 1950s. I don't understand why that is. I have to figure out how to do this shit. Um. So and so is here, you know. Last time I saw a head like that, it had a fucking wacka wiggle wooga wow. You know, they still use that, except the young guys now they all say AIDS and cunt and fucking it's just it's just so over the top. You know, nine eleven. It's always like I, I gotta figure out how the fuck to do this and I only have four days to do it. And of course I'm busy as shit. So uh I don't know what to do here. So but this is the last thing. If I just get past this, which I will, either by doing a good job, a mediocre job, or eating my fucking balls on it, the bottom line is it's over. You know, it's, it's a 12-minute spot. I just have to get, if I get past this fucking roast, the rest of, I'm gonna, the rest of my year, it's downhill. Billy No Fun is saying no to everything. What do you, when is it? Nah, I can't make it. Nope, can't do it. No, 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 not going to do it. It'd be like that fucking buzzard way back. Remember that bashful buzzard on uh, Bugs Bunny? Nope, nope, not going to do it. That's going to be me. I have to start fucking doing that because, uh, yeah, it's not good. It's just too much shit. And I am uh, I'm a, and now with the kid, I'm, I'm fucking, I'm exhausted. It's 9.22 at night, and I was ready for bed two fucking hours ago. It's just my cutie pie doesn't fall asleep till about 9. Um, and you know what's great about no booze? You sleep like a fucking baby. I mean, booze will put you to sleep, but the next morning you wake up, and you're just like, you know, you, you wake up, you, you feel like you should be tied to a chair. You know, and there's some guy just waiting for you to come around to continue interrogating you by punching you in the head. And then you realize, like, no, I punched myself in the head with all those fucking drinks. Um, So I'm actually really enjoying it, despite the fact I drank the last two nights. I had one tonight, and half of it spilt on the fucking ground. All right? Fucking judge me. All right? I decide. I'm in my own AA. Okay, I still earned a chip today. (laughs) 
I just feel like for me, having my own AA is a good thing. Speaking of for me, in reality show stars, you're not going to fucking believe who I think was at that car show today. We're walking around. We're looking at this fucking, this two-door Cadillac that I swear to God was like, it was like two town cars put together. Um, Incredible fucking car. Gigantic! Oh my god! I saw this one Jaguar. You know the one that had the early, that one that had in the sixties with the long fucking hood. Um, not the one from the fifties that Sinatra had. That one, the James Bond era one. You know the one, and like the the hatchback opened like a fucking regular door. This guy's showing it off, right? He's got the back door open, and then the hood opens like the reverse way, you know, from the windshield out. Looks cool as shit. And then I look in there. He's got like some small block, small block Chevy engine in there. You know, I don't know. That's what you want to fucking do. I don't know why you would do that. Um, anyways, I um, so we're walking around looking at those cars, and all of a sudden, there's these people on, like, you know, they're giving out awards to cars and shit, and uh, there's... Nia's listening to this person on the microphone going, I think that's Caitlyn Jenner. I think Caitlyn Jenner's here. And I was like, no fucking way. I got to go see. I got to go see KD, right? I got to go see. When, by the time we got there, I'm not even sure if it was, but like Nia said that Bruce, it gets confusing. He, he, she said she's really into cars. So I got confused saying like, all right, was, was he not into it? And then can that happen? Do your hobbies change? Then I knew what she was saying. It's like, no, he was into him. He's always been into him. And now he's become Caitlin. Uh, I almost said transferred. What's the fucking word you're supposed to say? Transitioned. Helicopter November 153 Sierra Hotel on with you. Information Bravo requesting fucking transition through. Uh, transition to, uh, you know, being Caitlin, but the hobbies stay the same. There you go. Who would have known that? I would think you'd take up some other hobbies, right? Maybe you wouldn't. I got to look this up. I got to look this up. This is fucking weird. Because I know you take hormones and stuff, right? So does that make you into other shit? It's, it's, funny. it's fascinating. You know, and you know what's funny is they're going to keep doing the same way they're doing the plastic surgery. Where, you know, it's going to keep looking better and better and better. You know what I mean? Same way, you know, everything keeps getting better and better and better. Except for the fucking environment, you know? Um, Oh, by the way, I did a fucking benefit the other night and Flea was in the crowd. I can't fucking believe I didn't give him a shout out for giving a shit about bees. That was one of the few positive things I saw about the environment last year was that Flea somehow got it. You know, Flea's, the fucking bees are dying off. And Flea shows up like a goddamn hero and he gets into this (laughs) beekeeping stuff. He's got the whole suit and everything. I saw this whole article on it. And he, he's, he's hooking up like it looked like there was like 10,000 of them hanging out in his backyard. You know? You know what's funny is that's one of those things your neighbors would be annoyed at because they don't understand photosynthesis. I don't know where that fucking word came from, but I, I literally, I think I, I think I used it correctly. 
Isn't that when the bees go from flower to flower and stuff gets on their cute little feet, you know? Their cute little bee feet, you know what I mean? And then they pollinate shit inadvertently. They're out there running errands for the queen, right? The queen bee. Um, the fuck was I talking about? Oh, I got to look this shit up. When you transition to your hobbies change. What fucking list am I going to get put on looking this shit up? Oh, come on, man. Don't do this to me. Come on, internet. Come on, internet. Huh? Can you fucking work for once in your life, you fucking cunt? Can you believe someone who can't even get internet in his whole house is talking about having a chauffeur? I mean, how fucking first world cunty is that? Habit change is easy when people move into your house. Four strategies to change your habits. Was that not specific enough? I, this has to, I have to be wrong. You transition to a woman. Do your hobbies change? Thirteen ways to master the transition from college to the real world. Habit change is easier. How to successfully transition your diet, nerd fitness, health in your forties? Ah, you know what? I searched it twice. I guess so. Bruce was into it. Now Bruce is Caitlin. Caitlin's like, you know, good on you, Bruce. Way to get those fucking cars because I'm still digging them. That's fucking amazing. You know, I hope someone I know fucking transitions. I just want to see that whole goddamn thing, you know? Something's got it. Something. It's, it's got to be something. All right? Does your preference of color change? If you're taking hormones, like you're fucking with like the chemicals, right? Isn't it fucking amazing how I just refuse to read about shit and I just continue to ask questions while answering them? This is how I come to conclusions. And then I can somehow legally get on stage with the microphone and do a fucking podcast. I can't imagine how many people who used to be men and are now women are just slapping their female forehead, their transition forehead right now, listening to me as I'm talking. I apologize to anybody out there transitioning. I don't fucking, why would I think that? Because she said she's really into cars. Doesn't take a lot to trip me up. That's all I'm saying. All right. Let's read some shit here, right? Mute Math and Colbert. Hey, Billy Boom Bap. Boom Boom Bap. Um, thanks for putting me onto Mute Math. Uh, oh, my God. They're fucking amazing. Fucking incredible band. They got a brand new album out. Whatever you kids say, they got some brand new shit that you can download through the fucking air, man. Capture it on your device. Share it with your friends, man. Um, this guy says, I've seen the name before, but never listened. And they are all caps fucking dope. Uh, just bought a ticket to see them on their tour in September. Dude, you are not going to be disappointed. They are fucking as good as their band. Their, their albums are. They are fucking incredible live. Fucking incredible band. Um, and then he said to me, he told me to check out these bands. It says, check out big data in Portugal. I don't understand this next sentence. It says the man. Comma, I think you might dig them. Is the man also a band? I'll look it up. All right. If my internet hasn't shut down after that last stupid fucking search, keep drumming and make Stephen 
Keep drumming and making Stephen Colbert uncomfortable. Oh, I did the Stephen Colbert show last Thursday, aired Friday. I wasn't making him uncomfortable. He, he enjoyed it. I had a great time with him. He's a, uh, I met him briefly one time at some benefit, but uh, he's a really good dude. And it was fucking amazing to go back and do that show because that's where Letterman used to tape. And it's still fucking ice cold in there. It's still roughly like the same setup. And it's just weird because Colbert's desk is over where the band is. And um, I talked to him, you know, during the break. I go, wow, man, this is crazy being over here. You know, I did stand up on Letterman like four or five times. And this is where I always look over and Felicia and, and Paul Schaefer, Anton Fig, all the whole band was over there. And now the desk is here. And he said that um, he asked Letterman where he should put the desk. And Letterman said on the right side, saying that he always wanted to sit over there, but Johnny sat over there. So out of respect, he sat on the other side. That's how much, you know, the level of respect. That was just amazing story. The level of respect that Letterman had for Carson. And why wouldn't you? The guy's the king of it all. Uh, But Letterman was the Carson of my generation. All right. Phelps versus the shark. Uh, Bill, I just listened to your uh, Monday morning, uh, your Thursday afternoon, just before Monday podcast and enjoyed your rant about the upcoming fight between McGregor and Mayweather. I, it's not, it wasn't a rant. It wasn't a rant. I just was discussing the fucking subject. If I was screaming and yelling, ranting and raving, that is a fucking rant. You know, I'm going to look up rant. I'm probably really wrong wrong about you know if you transition your fucking habits change why the fuck would i be wrong about this rant definition come on oh somehow i go to rant now what the fuck is that no rant you cunt come on definition okay rant definition speak or shout at length in a wild impassioned way yeah, she was still ranting on the, I don't know. Well, I think this just goes back to me being from Massachusetts and my ideas of, of yelling and, and fucking being out of control are just different than everybody else's. But if you want to say I ranted, finally, fine, whatever. Um, yeah, I just, you know what I fucking hate most about that McGregor Mayweather fight? Aside from the fact that, that McGregor is only going to be allowed to box I mean, that guy's a fucking Swiss army knife of death and they're only letting him take out the spoon, you know? Um, You know what fucking annoys the shit out of me about that fight is I know I'm going to order it. I know I'm going to order it. How do you lay off that? Once I found out it's only going to be 100 bucks, I thought it was going to be like 200 bucks. I thought they were both making 100 million. I guess Mayweather makes 100 million. McGregor makes 20 million for whatever fucking reason. How fucked up is that? I think the guy that isn't, you know... If they were doing, the fact that McGregor isn't allowed to do what the fuck you know he could do, which is put Mayweather right on his back and the thing would be over in 30 fucking seconds, he should be getting 100 million. This is a walk in the park for Mayweather. This is his fucking strength. And if it went the other way, if McGregor was allowed to use all of his fucking fighting skills, then Mayweather should get the 100 million. This is classic Mayweather, this guy's a fucking genius. He's getting it entirely his way, and he's making $80 million more than this other fucking guy. Um, anyways, he goes, did you see that Michael Phelps is going to race a great white shark for some Discovery Channel thing? 
I fucking refused. That's a joke, right? That has to be a joke. Do I have to look this up? I thought you might like that one. That's that. That is fucking ridiculous. I'm. I'm... All right, I gotta look it up. What, dude? Even if the shark was full, I mean, that's this is like the Mayweather fucking McGregor fight. This is what he does. I mean, Phelps swims, but he also does other shit. He goes to restaurants. You know what I mean? He hits a bong every once in a while. What the fuck does a shark do? That's all it does. There's no fucking way. There's no Phelps. Oh, my God. It can't. No. Phelps versus shark. This can't be fucking real. Michael Phelps to race a great uh, to race against a great white shark in shark weeks. Phelps versus shark. Jesus Christ. Whatever happened to just being on the fucking Wheaties box? You're not making enough money doing that. Michael Phelps isn't done swimming yet. The 23-time 23-time Olympic gold medalist. This guy has 23 gold. You know what? This guy wants to race a... You know, yeah, of course he does. He's done with human beings. I think a shark is, is a good tune-up fight when you're going into the ocean. I think this... I don't know who put this together. Maybe it was Mayweather. He said he always picks the perfect fucking opponent. You go in there against a great white shark, you know what I mean? They're, they're not known for their speed, are they? It's always dolphins zipping around. It's always the shit that they have to fucking catch that's fast, right? Then the slowest thing gets caught. All right, 23-time Olympic gold medalist will compete in the most adrenaline-filled race yet when he swims against a great white shark for this Discovery Channel Shark Week. All right, so how do I handicap this? Are they starting in the water or is the shark got to get up on that fucking block too and wait for the whistle? Oh, we got a false start. We got a false start. <laughs> We're having difficulty explaining to the shark what the fucking whistle is. He's just so freaked out that he's out of his natural atmosphere here. Um, in Phelps versus shark, great gold versus great white is what they're calling this. The retired athlete will take on the ocean's most efficient predator in a competition of speed. Jesus Christ, can you imagine? Who, is Nike putting out the swim goggles for the fucking shark? Um, all right, and I guess Phelps tweeted something. I was able to do something that I'd always wanted to do, be in a cage and dive with great white sharks. Um, wait, is he married? He's got a kid now? Good for him. First birthday party. Hey, happy Father's Day to him. What kind of a dad? He's got a, you know what? He's got all that gold, you know? You know what's funny? The dollar, the entire U.S. economy could collapse and he's going to be fine. He's got 23 gold medals. You just melt those fucking things down. You make little nickel-sized coins. That guy's eating subs for the rest of his fucking life. Um, Phelps' great white race isn't the only Shark Week special he'll be appearing in. The father of one will also join. I don't give a fuck about what he's doing. I... Together, the trio will dispel myths and misconceptions and teach Phelps the proper way to get up close and personal with hammerheads and great whites. Okay. You know what's funny about fucking the Discovery Channel? After all these years of being the champions, the absolute champions of misinformation about sharks, you'd always watch their things on the sharks. Um... You'd always watch these things on the sharks. And uh, while you watch the program, they'd always say all this, you know, 
these things are being hunted down, they're misunderstood, blah, blah, blah. But when you watch the fucking advertising for that week, Shark Week, it was always, it was like another Jaws movie was coming out. It was really bad. So now I guess they're finally feeling guilty or maybe some younger people came in on the Discovery Channel and they're finally done, uh, I don't know, shitting on sharks. So what are they thinking? They're going to be in a fucking saltwater pool? If they're in a pool, I like Phelps for the simple fact that I have a feeling that the shark's going to go out of its lane and be disqualified. And at the very least, the shark can't do that little somersault flip at the end of the fucking pool. Um, Jesus Christ. Is this, this is what the world, is, the world of sport is becoming. Um, I don't know. Back in the day, you used to have those fucking fat, bald guys, strongmen. They were always bald, right? Something about lifting weights back in the day. You know, you went bald. And they would always be pulling trains with their teeth and shit. All right. First time listening. Hey, Bill, first time listening to your podcast. My husband and I came to L.A. for the Rose Bowl last year and saw your stand up. We love it. Thank you. Thanks for taking so much. Thanks so much for take talking in detail about jazz and sports. I think this show this think this shows a lot of respect for your audience. We like cool shit. Obviously, we like you stand up. Don't be afraid to go into technical details about whatever. It's interesting. Anywho, happy podcasting. Well, all right. There's two people that are enjoying it. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit. Um, I downloaded all of this fucking Miles Davis shit. I am like, uh, I was a huge Miles Davis fan, like, in the early 90s. And my favorite album was In a Silent Way. And I, I read his autobiography. I got like fucking, I mean, I had all his shit on like cassette tapes. I even got like On the Corner, which he talks about in his book, how when Herbie Hancock came out with Chameleon, like that's what he was trying to do, that Headhunters album. But, the, you know, he's blamed the record label saying that, the, you know, they fucked up the promotion of it. Um, but I got into all of that shit and then, I moved to New York and I stopped playing drums because, uh, you know, I was living in a walkthrough fucking bedroom apartment and I just, drums are too goddamn loud and I didn't play for like five, six years. And then I started back up again. So I, I started in 88 and I've been, I was like a five year break in there. So I've been playing about 19 years. Is that what it is? I don't know what the fuck it is, but, um, anyways, Dave Brubeck jazz stuff. Here we go. More drum shit. Uh, dear Billy backbeat. Not the exact era you were asking for, but Dave Brubeck's band experimented with some crazy time signatures starting in the early 60s. Look for the album, The Dave Brubeck Quartet at Carnegie Hall. I bought it when I was a music major in college, and it was a borderline spiritual experience. It's got songs in 11-4, aptly named 11-4. Wait a minute, 11-4, now how the fuck's... Does that work out? 11-4, so you just count. That's when you, when you count that just up to 11. All right, so that's just basically, it's like playing three, three bars of four, and then you just play one bar of three, four, and you just lop off that last beat, right? Five, four, take five, nine, eight, blue rondo a la Turk. Uh, not only are the songs great, but the audio quality is impressive for the time period. Every once in a while, you can even hear Dave or another member of the band blurt out a cool, jazzy, yeah, <laughs> during a solo. 
It really immerses you in the time period and culture. All right. You know what? This is a classic. I'm going to download this and listen to this with some really nice headphones in the dark. Um, and probably wish that I, you know, did some drugs. Um, if you listen to it, check out the track Castilian Drums at the four minute mark. There's a drum solo where he turns the snare off and does some really cool and creative stuff with his hands and his sticks on the snares. If you look at Joe Morello's shit where he's playing with his hands and stuff and then watch John Bonham playing with his fucking hands, um, I'm sure he Morello wasn't the first or the only guy to do it, but there's just a couple things where he's hitting with the back of his hand and shit and you see Bonham do that. But then there's also like, like YouTube and all that shit did not exist when Bonham was coming up. So he was over in England. The odds of him checking that out and actually seeing it is, is so fucking, I, I don't know how people were able to, you definitely listen to everything you could, but to actually get to watch all the, I mean, it was fucking, ins- when some, something came on the TV, you just fucking sat there and watched it. There was no hit and pause. There's no, oh, there's going to be a rerun. If you missed it, you fucking missed it. Um, anyways, this guy says, thanks and go fuck yourself with that shiny new hi-hat stand. Jesus Christ. All right. Join in the army. Hey, Nia, if you want to come in, there's a question for you. Yeah. Grab a, uh, grab a mic. Bring in the tyke and grab a mic. Bring in the tyke and grab a mic. La, 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 la. Get your ass in here and do the podcast. Bye-bye. Where are you? Oh, you're coming. It's hot as hell in here. Why don't open a window? Why don't open a window? I don't know. Okay, can you, uh, can you, there's a microphone over there. Can you, in the, the closeted area. Oh, Jesus, she's, uh, she's, hey, cutie. Well, I can't do a podcast and hold a kid at the same time. Jesus (laughs) Christ, what am I multitasking? Hey, buddy. What am I looking for? A mic up on on top of the fucking thing there. On top of the the thing straight ahead. She's got it. Please don't tip over my computer. Don't tip it over. (laughs) Um, All right, this is perilous here. I'm holding her and there's a computer here. She's going to knock it over. She's going <laughs> to knock it over. What's up, cutie pie? What's up, cutie? All right, plug it in there. Plug it in. Plug it in, plug it in, and here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, coming back to the podcast. I don't need to put the screen You don't need to put a windscreen on it. You have the window open. Can you grab your beautiful daughter here, please? Please. Me crazy. I know, I know, I know, I know. All right, here's a question for you. How did you pull the map up? All right, here's your question. All right, you ready? Ready. Dancing wedding. Okay. Hey there, Billy Back Freckle. (laughs) Uh, My girlfriend and myself are attending a wedding for our good friends, two gay fellas. This is a very progressive podcast, by the way. That you're doing? Yes. Okay. Because I already brought up Caitlyn Jenner and I learned something. Today, when you, you kind of freaked me out when you said, like, oh, she's really into cars. Why did I freak you out? Because, I, no, I had to do the math in my head. It was like, was Bruce not into cars? <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, no, wait. I remember reading Sports Illustrated. He had Porsches and he was a pilot and all that mm-hmm. shit, right? Mm-hmm. 
Does his pilot's license, it must transfer over. Do you got to change the name? How, how crazy is that? Then you got to go down there and be like, listen, I'm this guy. Now I'm... I'm sure it's, it's it, every, everyone knows who Caitlyn Jenner is. All right, so if so you're I'm not sure famous, but if you're not famous... Yeah, if you're not famous, you probably got to do, we got some splating yeah. to do. But <laughs> I am, I am going to, you know, I'm going to get you for Mother's Day next year, a speaking into a mic class. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So here it is. Um, by the way, so I Googled it. When you transition, do your habits change? And nothing came up. So I guess it doesn't. <laughs> okay. What's the question? You wouldn't think one little thing would be kind of like, oh, shit, now I'm into this. Have you taken like hormones and stuff? Like wouldn't something change? Your favorite color would change? I don't think so. It doesn't affect your brain. All right. <laughs> Why aren't you allowed to ask questions about this shit? Is it me? Like, oh, my God. What are you, a fucking Trump supporter? <laughs> uh, I'm really excited to go to this wedding, he's saying. Okay. These okay. two gay guys are getting married. Right. Two gay fellas, as he says. I'm really excited to go, minus the fact that they are dancing fools. Could they be more stereotypical? Uh, my girl and that whole group will be dancing the night away. Well, it's a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not want to do this? No, I'm just trying to. I'm. I'm. I. I should wait to hear the the question fully. Please proceed. Okay. You seem annoyed. If at any point you need to walk out, I'm fine with it. Okay. He says me for me. He says me for me for me. I just feel. He says me. I'm not a dancer. Perhaps I shouldn't assume, but I'm assuming that you're no dancer yourself. Evidently, he has not seen Daddy's home. Right. Um, <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm your standard pasty white guy who doesn't really dance. I don't like it. I don't really understand it. It's just... It, <laughs> don't understand it. just it. seems goofy to me. I totally line up with this guy. I have an appreciation for it. You're an you, da- you danced at the wedding, though. You danced at our wedding all night long. Yeah, I was drunk. My girlfriend <laughs> has expressed her dislike with my opinion of dancing after a couple of drinks, going as far as to tell me it's a real disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> That I don't enjoy dancing. Oh, I love how honest she is. You know, it's a real disappointment. Uh, in our four years together. I love you, but I'm really disappointed. Really disappointed. And I completely don't respect the fact that you don't like something that I like. Hey, Nia, do you like hockey? Uh, oh, you know what you, I do. Oh, could you just play along? Oh, no, I don't. Oh, that's like... a real disappointment. Oh, um, in our four years together, we've never really had any sort of arguments other than that one. Jesus Christ, that's the only thing you argue about? How often? You're very lucky. How often do you guys go Marry dancing? this girl. He goes, I don't try and guilt her into doing something she doesn't like, so I get a little hot-blooded when she does it to me. Hot-blooded, <laughs> can't you see? You'll be dancing to that one. Hot-blooded, was it? I got a I got fever, a fever of 103. <laughs> Come on, baby, do you do more than dance? Right? He's, that's another white guy doesn't want to dance. Do you do more to dance? Can we get out of here? Mm-hmm. So we can, uh, yeah, invent herpes. Uh, well, what do you think? What do you think, old Ruby Puby? <laughs> Ruby Pew's day. Um, I don't Pewsday. stand no, my ground good. in what. If, do I stand my ground in what will most definitely become a disagreement? When I don't go flail around like the non-dancing whitey that I am, or do I sack up and do my best Travolta from Pulp Fiction and go attempt to cut some rug, even though I'll be miserable the whole time? Best to you, uh, your little one, and and season two of F is for Family has been great. Thanks for the content, and go F yourself. All right, all right, all right. So, um, 
What do you say? Well, as I snarkily said earlier, it's a wedding. So obviously there's going to be dancing, whether they're gay guys or straight. Like, everybody dances at weddings. That's not... I don't know how he expect. Like, why would he think that there wouldn't be dancing? Maybe that's not the point. It had nothing to do with the gay guys. He was just he saying... Just, he, just doesn't wanna, he just doesn't want to dance. No, I can't dance. <laughs> Can't talk. <laughs> Only thing about me is the way, way that, that I, I walk. Um, um. <laughs> I don't know. Listen, girls that like to dance like guys that like to dance with them. That's just how it is. Is that the name of a new reality show? If you don't go in there and do the YMCA and the electric slide, you can at least do a couple of slow dances. How about that? Can you call, Hi. Meet me outside. How about ha, that? Cash, no, it's cash me outside. Oh, cash me outside. How about, how about that? that? Um... Maybe that can be the compromise. Listen, I'm not going to go up there, YMCA, and celebrate good times. Come on. Do, do, do. This is not a karaoke What's another podcast. classic I don't know wedding, why I'm singing. Wedding song. None of those things we have. Dearly beloved. Prince? Yeah. Did we have Prince at our wedding? I don't know. Let's, let's stay focused here. Oh, yes. I, um, I, I, think, a- I think the compromise, sir, is that you <laughs> should give your lady... A couple of slow dances. I, and also, also, wait a minute. It's one night. It's not going to kill you to get up there and like be goofy with her. No one's watching you because I feel like there's a little bit of you that's like you don't like to dance because you feel like you can't dance. Nobody's looking at you. Nobody's judging you. It's one night out of your life. Just be silly. Have fun with it. And definitely slow dance with her. She'll really appreciate it. This is one of those times where even though you don't like doing something, you do it for the person that you love. This is what this is my suggestion. But you're not going out dancing every single Saturday. Would you? But for the wedding, you should. I'm a little distracted, so I'm sorry. I can't put my mouth like, you know, you want me to blow the damn microphone. (laughs) No, I just want you to speak into it. You just. Hello. (laughs) Is this better? Am I shaking into the microphone? Is that okay? Don't do that. You're blowing the thing up. I just, this is what he should do. He should go, go there and have five quick drinks. Five? Five. Get fucking hammered and then just go out there and then just, that's it. You black out drunk. I don't think that's a good idea. Flop around like a fish out of water. Uh, yeah, and I then don't, the next day, I don't agree. When with you're that. hungover and you're laying there, and she's giving you looks, you just look at her in your best Clint Eastwood voice, and you just be like, "It was your idea." <laughs> <laughs> you want me to dance? These are the rules. I would just tell her, "Say, listen, I'm going to dance my ass off that night, okay? And I want you to know how stupid I'm going to feel. I'm doing this for you. However, these are the rules. You line up five shots. I'm doing those." <laughs> <laughs> like Mr. Blonde going through that bank. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, bam, 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 bam. If you had made me go out on the fucking dance floor, I don't think he should. That's get, not a good Mr. Blonde. That was all right. I, I don't think he should be five shots wasted. But three. I think he should. Would you accept three? I would take two and see how it goes. Oh, you're the worst. Three. Give him three. This this is a major anxiety. Nia, think of all the stuff you yeah, don't like to a, do. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay. But I'm just saying, it, well, how about this? Can he at least give her a slow how about dance that? before he gets wasted? Can he just give her a slow? Because we love slow dances. They don't start with the slow dance. I know. You go out there and it's like immediately like. Immediately. Get down on it. 
Yeah. Get down on it. I'm just burning, doing a neutron dance. Someone stole my brand new Chevrolet. Yeah. At that point, you gotta be like, you gotta be like fucking, you gotta be, you gotta be five shots in. It's one night out of your life. Do it because you love her. Just one and say, night. This is my dancing for the year. Give I me love one you. One more night. <laughs> He's got to be shit faced. Can you just let the guy get drunk? Nia, I don't just say this a lot. Drunk. I don't say this a lot. This is a white thing. What do you mean? We don't do. We don't dance. The white people dance all the time. Who, Fred Astaire? <laughs> we either do it professionally. Or we just don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> We're either one of those people on Dancing with the Stars, or that's that's it. I don't know. <laughs> All right, here's another one for you. girl at jujitsu. Hey, Billy Bullock's breath. <laughs> so my dilemma is I'm 18, and I've just, oh my, it's hot as friggin' hell in here. Why don't you turn the AC on? Because what am I supposed? Oh, I'll hit pause. Hang on. All right, I'm back. Here we go. So my dilemma is I'm 18 and I've just finished the first my first year of college a few months ago and I've been hitting the gym. Good for you as much as possible. Good for you. And I've been going to jujitsu. You're crushing it for the past couple of months. Anyway, first day going there, I noticed a girl in the beginner's class with me and thought she was hot and she's doing jujitsu. This is this is nothing but great stuff so far. Uh, so after a couple of weeks, I work up the nerve to talk to her. Good for you. Turns out I went to school with her younger brother, something in common. This is like all rainbows right now. And I was also the youngest in my year, so I think she might be 19 or 20. Jesus Christ, this is just all aces. Um, why does my computer screen keep shutting down? Um, I don't know anyway after train. I don't know. Anyway, after training yesterday, I asked her, I asked for her Snapchat. Is that the way millennials ask for digits now? I never even said digits. I'd be like, what's your number? Can I call you? You like my Z Cavaricis? Um, Daisy Buchanan's, dude. It's a meat market. Try not to curse in front of her, um, even though I've already done it 50 times here. I don't know. What any, I don't know. Anyway, it's a trip. Blah, blah, blah. And she gave it to me. And after I asked her for it, I felt like a weight had been lifted because I've never really talked to that many girls, let alone get their Snapchat or whatever. Good for you. Because I'm incredibly reluctant and a bit scared to talk to them. Yeah, pathetic, I know, but I think this girl is girlfriend material. That's not pathetic. Not just a fuck one time, bitch. That was pathetic. Yeah, he really just made a left turn there. That statement was pathetic. He kind of Built himself up as the oh shucks guy. Yeah, and then he now, turned it around into now he's a lady killer. Yeah, what? You no, know, I know what it is. What? He's afraid of love. Whatever. No, no. See what you just did? You just turned her off. All right, I think I'm solo on this one. Um, so Billy Boy, what should I do? How should I go about this? How should I text her? Any advice would be appro- appreciated. Love the podcast. Wouldn't mind hearing from the lovely Nia's input. Two, if possible, mm. would love for you. Can you just let a guy be a guy? Would, Nia, that's the equivalent of you guys being like, well, what does he do for a living? How much does he make? The, what size house could I get when I kick him oh, out? Oh, is that the equivalent, Bill? Yes. Equivalence? 
equivalent as also, an equal. nobody talks like that, at least not in my circle. Oh, sorry. Um, oh, my God. For me, I feel I need a 20-bedroom house. <laughs> <laughs> However your friends talk Would love for you Not to like play that. a gig in Ireland sometime Thanks and go F yourself Dude, I, I played a gig, I played three last year I went from Dublin up to Belfast and out to Galway I had an isosceles triangle Of freckled fuckos I performed to out there Are you trying to be a badass with this whole Not a one time bitch fuck Type of thing Like what was that What was that little statement he threw in there Because that did really turn me off Why do you keep latching on to that This guy has all kinds of great qualities He's 18 He's, he's, he's one year into college, okay? He's hitting the gym. He's taking jujitsu. He saw a beautiful woman. He was smitten by her, and he's nervous, okay? He lose, he used, it's locker room talk. I just you? don't understand why he has... <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand... Don't build a wall around Why him, he has to be, like, categorizing girls that he doesn't even know, and so this is, like, the kind of bitch you just fuck once, and this is girlfriend material. Go fuck yourself. How about you're neither? How about you're not going to get laid and you're an asshole that won't have a girlfriend? How about that? How does that feel? Meet me outside. How about that? It's catch me outside. Catch me outside. How about that? <laughs> Nia, yeah. You guys do the same thing. We're not talking about what you guys do and what everybody else does. I'm talking about this person that wrote in this question. Okay? That's not Why? what this that's not what this conversation is about. You're what everybody else a does. Child. I want her to feel my passion. Him. Okay? No, her. Oh, her. Oh, okay. her. Um, I'm not, yeah, we're not discussing what women do versus what men do. We're talking about this particular person. Who is like, oh, good for you. You got her Snapchat. Also, like Snapchat, grow a pair and get her number if you're really trying to like come with it. Like don't be lurking on her Snapchat so you can like jerk off to her like little selfie pics. I'm hey, annoyed with this person. I'm sorry. I just you know what? I'm jealous of this person because you know he's, son? he's I don't, 18 and he's working out, he's in the gym. I don't appreciate he, that, that his, little line his, that you threw in. So he's not married and his wife isn't me feel freaking some out. type of way about it. So um all right, here's my what advice, sir. What was his sir. question? Here's my advice. What was what he, you know what something, did he want? You know something, Nia, I swear to God, if you were a pitcher right now, I'm coming out, and before I even get to the mound, I'm taking you out of the game. I don't even know what that means. It means you got way too emotional, you've lost your control, and you're going <laughs> to you're gonna kill somebody. <laughs> Hit the showers. I can tell she's girlfriend material, not just a one-time, you know, a bitch you fuck once. Uh, this guy cannot okay. run in from the bullpen quick enough. You've completely lost your composure. Hit the showers on this one. <laughs> All right. How do you know oh. what kind of person she is? Oh, boy. Because you decided, because you've projected what you want your fantasy. Because she's not a real person to you, right? She's not a real person. She's just someone you saw doing jujitsu and it's like, oh, my God, this is like my dream girl. Not like those other girls that you just, like, toss to the side. You don't even know her. You don't even care to know her. You got her Snapchat. Her Snapchat, really? Yeah, Row a pair, ask for the number, or stay the fuck away. Don't be lurking online like some kind of creep. What is yeah. this person's name? Oh, he's from Ireland, Colin. <laughs> <laughs> Nia. Don't Seamus. Seamus <laughs> O'Leary. Um, no Seamus. This guy has no Seamus. Um, sorry. sorry. Patrick. Listen. Yes. Um, don't you, don't you guys have like 
Oh, this guy's husband material? Yes. Well, all right then. So why don't you relax? All right. Good Lord. <laughs> I did get, I really got hot there. You got grumpy. All right. Fine. Yes. This is the there thing. are definitely he's guys a, that you're like, this guy you would not want to be in relationship. This is a guy that you just like bang out a few times and don't ever see again. Yes. That what is do you mean? Bang thing. out a few times. <laughs> no, what you're right. You? You're right. Women do the same thing. It's it's 100% true. I, it just it took you it 20 just, minutes to get just, there. I don't know. It just bugged me. It of course just bugged it me. Course but I'm did. being a hypocrite she, yeah. because I've certainly had those feelings towards certain guys. So Exactly. And it's about time I... women start fucking admitting that instead of acting like the world owes you a round of drinks. Now, here's a man. <laughs> he's found. He's smitten with this girl. He's afraid, you know. Ow. So he just needs your tooth coming in there, huh? Yes. Um, well, this is what I would say. Uh how should you go about this? Uh, you're going to have to do something you, that's probably difficult at your age. And I hate when older people say this, but you got to figure out a way to be yourself. You yeah. just got to walk. Uh, you've said enough, dear. No, I I'm, think you've said enough. I'm, I'm sorry, Shane. I'm sorry I yelled at you. I think you've said enough here. <laughs> I think you dumped a whole bunch of other stuff from other days. Was it something I did? I don't know. But this guy did not deserve that. This is an 18-year-old. He just became a man. Okay, okay. I overreacted a little bit. He's, a co- he's going to college. He's, he's going to want to defend his family, man, fucking right? With his jujitsu. I'm just saying, if you were my son, I'd be like, can you not? Can you get off it, Nia? All right, I'm off it. I'm yeah, off you're a it. hypocrite. You're a hypocrite. It. But I what am. I love about you I'm is you admit what a pig you are like the rest <laughs> of us. Jesus Christ. Can you give the kids some advice here? What was the question? He got our Snapchat and He's what? nervous. He actually likes this woman. What does he do? He should just be himself. Just, just listen. I, I got to admit, like, I, I saw you across the room. I had one of those little mini heart attacks. I really like you. I'd like to take you out. Like, yeah. you got you to go honest there. Just you, ask you, her yeah, out. Yeah, you don't have to just sit there and brood in the corner. and try. There's no reason to... F- what you do is you, you, f- you fake with those ones you're just going to bang. Somebody you actually like, you got to be honest with them, or else it's not going to work. So just, uh, yeah. Okay, this little is, is, one is, is getting is that, a little okay, fussy. I'm right. going to go. Okay, cool. Uh, I think you get. I think you both need a nap. I'm. So, yeah, I know. I'm. I'm sorry about that. It's all right. Uh, hey, we all get that. Whatever his name is. <laughs> That's it. My bad. Yeah. Well, you know his name is Vinny. Um. All right. Okay. Dancing at the wedding. I already did that. Girl of jujitsu. I already did that. Did I answer all the questions? Oh, joining the army. Joining the army. Yes, you can sail the seven seas in the army. You can eat some mushy peas in the army. Okay, joining the army. Dear William, no fun. I'll skip all the ass kissing since you blow through all your... Blow through on your reads anyways. All right. I'm a 34-year-old married guy. Former Navy vet. Who's sick of feeling like a shitbag I want to do something with my life And feel like making a difference I've kicked around the idea of going back Into the military for a while now And it's shit or get off the pot time Um, Wow, you want to go back into the military at 34 Okay I brought this up to my wife in the past And all she can say is You're married and changes the subject some backstory on us. We've been together for seven years and married five-ish. 
We've had our ups and downs like any couple, but I get sick of being treated like a child when it comes to my own life. Uh, anyway, I'm just a, about at the cutoff age, cutoff age-wise to go down the path I want in life. I want to be a combat medic. Jesus Christ, dude. Good Lord, man. I mean, how much excitement do you need in your life? You already served and you want to go back. You're, this guy's a friggin' hero here. He said, I'm a determined man who cares about my family and my family and my country. I've done my research and I have t- the time to join, do the medic training, go to RASP, Ranger Assessment Program. You're going to become an Army Ranger at 34? Did you guys ever watch that documentary on Netflix about... <laughs> Just to see if you're worthy of, of going through like the week long of 10 days or 14 days of hell. Only thing I remember was they had this giant like telephone pole that you and 10 other guys had to hold up and do curls with it or some shit. And as people quit, the rest of you had to hold the thing up. I mean, I was screaming in pain watching it. It's, it's, and if you puked in the pit, you had to get your puke out of the pit. It was just like, just that beginning thing was more obstacles than I've ever faced in my entire life. Um, you are a driven man. You're a special kind of person, man. If you can, uh, special forces, right? He says, then special operations, combat medic training. My question is, Bill, what do I do here? Do I risk losing her or stay here and resent her? I don't want to do either, but I also can't continue to work myself to death as a construction worker making someone else rich at the cost of my health and happiness. Dude, if you want to be a combat medic and you're fucking putting drywall in, I mean, that's got to be torturing you. He said, I've worked seven 12s for six months, six, seven days a week, 12 hours a day for six goddamn months, trying to save money to go to nursing school. And she tells me she booked us on a cruise. She spent that money on a cruise? Oh, boy. I don't know what to do, and I need your help. Thanks in advance for your advice, and thanks for the medi- mediocre job on F is for family. Go fuck yourself. All right, here's the deal, dude. Um, what's going on in your relationship is a, is, is a critical lack of communication. Okay? You're telling her what you want to do. She's just saying you're married. Changes the subject. You're, you saved up all that money to go to nursing school. And either she didn't realize that that was what it was for and booked you on a cruise or she's one of the most selfish people on the planet, which I don't think you would have brought that up. So I think what's going on here is you're one of these, you're this guy's guy, John Wayne type. And like most of them, you know, people like that, you ask you how you're doing and you just say fine. All right, what you need to do is you got to open up. You got to sit down. You got to say, listen, we got to talk. And you have to sit down and and tell her what you want to do. Tell her how you feel at work. And you have to communicate and start there and work your way to the Ranger Assessment Program. That's what you have to do. Um, Because other than that, uh, you have a major blowout argument on the horizon and her catchphrase is going to be where is all of this coming from you know um you if you're one of those guys that does stuff the right way 
there's a problem you can run into where you have this expectation that everybody else should also do things the right way. And when they don't, then you get fucking pissed. And uh, it's, it's all of it builds into this complete, like, I lead by example and all that shit. You got to learn how to communicate. So, yeah, I would sit down with her and I would talk to her. Um, all right. And uh, good luck with that. Those are amazing friggin' goals. I just want to learn how to play Tommy the Cat. That's what I want to do. <laughs> Anyways, that's the podcast, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, by the way, I have um, I have a number of friends on that show. Uh, I'm dying up here. And uh, they're telling me that as good as the pilot was, it just keeps getting better and better and better. And there's a zillion shows out there, so they really need people to watch. Um, the book was fucking incredible. I know Jim Carrey's name's attached to it, so I know it's going to be great. Uh, I'm going to watch episode two right now. Uh, Al Madrigal, the great Al Madrigal, um, who I uh, you know do the All Things Comedy Podcast Network with, and is just a friend in general. He's killing it on there. Um, I don't know. I'm, I hope you guys watch the show because I'm I'm really. Uh, I'm really, I'm really enjoying it. I'm enjoying the family vacation. All right, so what do I got to do here? Is there anything else I need to fucking... Is there anything else that I need to hype here? Um, should I give a shout-out to anything? I already gave a shout-out to Flea for saving the bees. I wonder if enough people fucking did that. You know? I still can't believe that I pulled photosynthesis... Out of my ish. I don't know where I came up with that one. Um, all right, that's it, everybody. Check out I'm Dying Up Here, and uh, I'll check in on you on, on uh, what is it, Thursday? Is that what it is? Is that what it is? Oh, Andrew Santino's on it. Here we go. Eric Griffin, I'm going to get everybody. John Daly, fucking hilarious. Um, who else? Who else? Scrolling. Rick Overton. Rick Overton. Met him back in the day. Speaking of Neutron Dance was actually in Beverly Hills Cup. Don Irera is fucking hilarious on it. I'm going to watch that right now. That's what I'm doing after I upload this podcast. All right, everybody. I uh, hope every, all the dads out there had a wonderful Father's Day. Uh, it was an incredible day for me to finally get texts and uh, tweets from people wishing me a happy Father's Day. It meant a lot to me. Thank you so much. That is it. I will uh, check in on you. Check in on you. There we go. That's how you say it on Thursday. All right. Bye-bye. Toyota, you know, we all agree that reducing emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles, yet they make up less than 10% of all new vehicles today. That's because right now they cost more. They're too expensive, just like all new technology. Consumers worry about range and whether or not they'll be able to find a charging station. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture the batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision of a carbon neutral future. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV electric vehicle could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, hey, let's go places.